0: Okay, we're gonna go ahead and get rolling. Uh, Again, we've got this recording uh, going on audio. I'll have the link available as soon as we get done with this, uh, or maybe a little bit after that. Uh, But also, I had the PowerPoint coming out. I'll email everybody the information uh, once we get wrapped up. Uh, We're gonna go ahead and get to it. It won't be nearly as long as last month. We got a couple less video evaluations, but uh, definitely some things that we'll wanna burn through. It should help everybody as we work going forward. Uh, quick introduction and some reminders. Uh, obviously, I've had a, a couple a crazy couple of the last weeks. Um, I've had a number of friends out here and over the phone and Zooms and everything else uh, discussing some stress about the current situation. Uh, we're going to leave all of it out of there as far as details, but obviously, uh, something you really want to make sure that you take away from the whole thing is what you have control over. Uh, we'll leave that alone, as, again, in terms of current events, but as you take that into your office you find yourself struggling with maybe some expectations that haven't been yet met uh, based on your your or yourself or anybody else around you, I'd like you to take just a quick step back and ask yourself, you know, what do I truly have control over once you identify that? Uh, do your best to make the most of it and let the rest of it go. Not the easiest thing in the world to do, but definitely a good baseline to make sure uh, that your mind and heart is in the right in the right place. Uh, second thing here is going to be TPI screenings. Uh, I started my speed series this last week and I've had a number of people uh, locally uh, go ahead and join that program. Uh, I haven't had many of the screenings done online. so if you haven't yet done that, please go ahead and put that on your calendar and text me and let me know. Uh, what's good for you maybe a reminder that it's on the calendar we've been having a little bit of an issue with scheduling things so if we can go ahead and do that uh, that would be a good way to help you get to know your body a little bit to know what's helping and what's hurting your motion Uh, next is going to be any outstanding invoices if i've sent you an invoice for the month uh, please go ahead and check your email get that taken care of i've got a few outstanding ones that i've dealt with individually uh, but if you are on that list please go ahead and take care of business Uh, you've got a task list on your calendars now uh, we've got every two weeks, there's a reminder there to submit a video. Uh, once a month, there's a reminder on there to uh, schedule a FaceTime session. You can also schedule your accountability calls there. Uh, things have been a little bit crazy, obviously, getting back to some semblance of normal. Hopefully, that stays put for a little while. And I know because of that, schedules have gotten a little wacky. Uh, but if you guys can like or pay close attention to that, that's going to help quite a bit. All right, first order of business here, and we kind of touched on it uh, last month and maybe the month before. Uh, Soda's mobile launch monitor is a very good product. Um, they've been having, they've been working some kinks out, so there are some things there that maybe still need a little bit of work, but top to bottom for the price point, uh, it's a, a great machine. I'd like you to maybe think about talking to your parents about making that a Christmas gift if you don't currently have one, Uh, We're right in the $500 range for the unit, uh, much cheaper than most launch monitors you're gonna find in the market, and it does work on your phone uh, to give you all of your launch data, video, and a shot tracer. So uh, if you are curious about that, you can ask me for more information. I can connect you with somebody who will help out, or you can go to their website and take a look as well. So just a really good tool to have in your bag. Um, There's a number of benefits, obviously, with that. you're gonna get your launch conditions. So your you know, obviously trajectory, ball speed, spin rate, all those things. You also get your dispersion. So we touched on that last month in terms of helping you understand, you know, how far right or left of the target line you're ending up, uh, your distance control with each club, so on and so forth to really understand what's going on. Help you take good inventory and also to check and make sure that your clubs are in spec. Uh, something from last month as well as spec checks. If you haven't gotten your clubs checked lately, go ahead and go to your local golf shop and do so for loft and lie. Especially if you're using a launch monitor, you see any bigger gaps or smaller gaps for that matter between two clubs that maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense based on how you feel you're striking the ball. And the last bit, given the, the videos attached to each shot and the shot tracer on there, uh, it's a very good tool for live and remote teaching. So if we haven't dealt with that a whole lot lately, if you guys do end up getting a unit, uh, it adds a whole other dimension to what we're able to do over the course of 45 minutes or an hour over a FaceTime session or a screen takeover uh, to help me see exactly what your ball is doing and pair that with video and go on with the discussion from there. Okay, next biz- or bit for you, I've got some practice challenges for this month. I've got a few different slides of this, so pay close attention. Uh, you may want to write these down. The one for the drive merge is real simple, it's one I've introduced a long time ago. Uh, Just so you all know, my website is going to move over to the course website. So it's going to be riverbirchgolfclub.com. There will be a teaching section on there that will have all this information in the next week or so. As of right now, scipd.com has been uh, taken down. We'll no longer be uh, using that as a resource. So again, go ahead and bookmark riverbirchgolfclub.com, and it will have all the information there shortly. Yeah, the practice challenge for the range here is gonna be the three club challenge. So I know a lot of you have been introduced to this, if not done it yourselves, uh, it's very simple. You're gonna pick a target. So we'll just use hundred yards for an example. Uh, whatever your hundred yard club is going to be. So we'll say it's a gap wedge. You're gonna hit a gap wedge, a pitching wedge, and a nine iron, all to the same target of hundred yards. Uh, the goal here is to go from your stock motion to maybe one shortening element in terms of gripping down or taking a little shorter swing and then when you go to your third club that's two clubs removed from your stock you're going to have to use a second shortening element so maybe gripping down and a shorter swing maybe a little bit of a cut stance uh, maybe a smoother swing Uh, whatever you think is appropriate there to make sure that you can get the distance down a couple things to focus on when you do this is going to be the inherent trajectory control. So obviously when you go from gap wedge to pitching wedge, pitching wedge having a little less loft, the ball should launch just slightly lower for you. It's going to most likely feel like it's a lot more controlled. When you go to 9-iron, it might be a bit abstract because you are two clubs removed from what you would normally hit for that distance. Uh, but there again, you're going to see a, a little bit lower launch. You may see a little bit more curvature of the ball. So that's something to talk about, something to be aware of when you look at when the ball moves in the ball fight. Uh, Maybe your stock shot doesn't move a whole lot, maybe a smooth pitching wedge fades a little bit, maybe a 9-iron fades a little bit more. Just things to watch out for. Uh, The contact versus initial trajectory is going to be very important. Uh, So be mindful of how hard you're hitting the ball. Um, You know, again, whatever shortening elements you use, be mindful of what contact shows up with that. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you are gripping down in the club, so grip position too, for those of you who have gone through the wedge system, uh, you do want to take a slightly wider stance so that you can drop your center of gravity and that will help you hit the ground a little more solidly rather than catching it maybe a groove low or thin altogether. So then again, contact versus initial trajectory. Uh, be mindful of that when the contact feels flush, just think about the rate at which you look up to watch the ball travel. Uh, it's going to be, it could be stressful, it could be relaxing, i really have no way to know on an individual basis, but definitely watch out for that. And then the last bit is going to be the nature of the ball reaction on the ground. So in this case, if you fly a gap wedge 100 yards, it might kick forward a yard and spin back a yard to give you a net yardage of 100. I hit the same uh, same yard with the pitching wedge, maybe it flies 100, jumps forward 3 yards and releases a yard, uh, whatever the case might be. You just want to start to understand the nature of the ball reaction on the ground, uh, given the club that you're hitting. Uh, you're going to find as you use these on the course. Uh, when you use them on the course, you're going to be able to use these for front, middle, and back pins. Uh, you know, Again, you're going to have to apply that on your own and really figure out what's comfortable for you. Uh, but they are three great shots to have. It could be 9-iron, 8-iron, seven iron seven six five, whatever the case might be. But go ahead and move your way through the 3-cup challenge. All right, on-course games for you. Uh, there's going to be two of them for this month. I am going to ask you to submit scores. You can just text me or email those scores. Um, the on-course game, the first one's going to be a 9-hole worst shot scramble. Again, I know a lot of you have done this already, but I would like you to revisit it. I think with all the, all the COVID mess, we maybe have gotten a little bit stagnant in terms of being creative, mainly because once you get the opportunity to go outside, you probably get a little bit excited and, and go play or practice or whatever the case might be. I'd like you to just take a step back and make sure that you're using your time in the course effectively, especially if it's still limited. Okay, so on the nine hole worst shot scramble, you're gonna submit your score. You can play up to three rounds with the game. Uh, you can, any score, your best score of the three is going to be submitted. It's not going to be the last score that you played uh, Suppose or submit those to me by the end of the month. All it basically is, you're going to hit two shots, so two tee shots, two second shots, two chips or, or pitches and two putts until you get your ball in the hole. And you're going to score off of your worst shot. So uh, if you hit one ball in the fairway and one ball in the rough off the tee, you're going to play the ball on the or out of the rough. If you hit the green they miss the green you're going to play the shot that you miss the green with so uh, one thing that's come about with these is that when you hit a really good shot you have to duplicate it or even do better uh, but the trouble there is when you do better you, that one doesn't count so it puts a premium on making two good swings in a row two good shots in a row maybe you start thinking about club selection trajectory whatever the case might be uh, but you will have two options always scoring the worst Hey, the next is going to be loser clubs. You're going to play from one tee box closer to normal. If you normally play the blues, you'll play whites. I'm going play the whites, play reds. Uh, for the ladies, if you already play the forward tees, go ahead and use the front of the tee box, so the extreme front edge. Or if there is maybe a 300 yard marker or 250 yard marker, you can make your own yardages that way, but do play a little bit closer than normal. If you make a par or better, you're going to keep the club that you teed off with. So something you'll want to do is think about the yardage of the hole. If you don't need to hit driver, you may not want to hit driver because you might want to use that for a different hole. Uh, so you're going to have to do a little bit of club selection work off the tee. And there, there again, if you make par better, you keep that club. If you make bogey or worse, you're going to lose the club you teed off with. So if you use driver in the first hole and make bogey, you got to put driver in the bag. You can't use that club or use driver in this case until you make a birdie. So once you make a birdie, say you've lost three clubs, uh, with that birdie you can choose one of the clubs that you lost and put it back in the bag and continue on with your scoring that way. If you want to add a little bit of challenge there, you can change the rules. Instead of making a par, you can change it to birdie or birdie to eagle, whatever the case might be. I know it says par or better up there. And then if you, instead of eating a bogey, you can make that a par. So you can really drive your score based on this. Again, it's a lot more to do about club selection, sight lines, tee box positioning, and forcing yourself to play with an uncomfortable club or put yourself in a bit of an uncomfortable position, uh, regardless of how well you're playing golf leading into that. Okay, putting challenges here. Uh, We're gonna do 10 to 40, so use makeable pace. That's the pace necessary for the ball to hug its line into the cup. Uh, With that makeable pace, you're going to do it from every station. If you make it without makeable pace, not a bad deal, but I would like you to commit to that. Okay, the goal is to make three out of the five putts from 10 feet, and you're going to move back in five-foot intervals all the way to 40. You're going to treat it like a ladder drill, and then if you make it at 10 feet, you go to 15. You finish your goal at 15, you go to 20. If you happen to fail at 20, you're going to go back to 15. So you don't start all the way at the beginning. You just move forward one station closer to the hole. Okay, uh, very good challenge here, very good drill, just so you have some perspective, the chances of making a 10-foot putt based on PGA Tour stats, about 38%. And okay, when you start thinking about that in terms of being on the course, that's going to be pretty low. Now, in this case, making three out of five puts you at 60. So the nature of the drill is very difficult. I'd like you to set a time limit for yourself, maybe 25, 30, 35, maybe 40 minutes, whatever you think is appropriate. Uh, do not do the drill until you feel like you have to finish. It's Nobody's ever finished the exercise. It's just a good mental test, but I would like you to, to do it in a dedicated fashion for, say, at least 30 minutes and stop once your 30 minutes is up. If you'd like to let me know the longest putt that you made and maybe where you ended up when you finished the drill, you can, or you can just use your own personal feedback. And nine holes for a worst putt drawback you can do it by yourself for up to three people all you're going to do is you're going to put two balls if you do it by yourself you'll put the two you're going to go from the worst ball put it one putter length away from the hole and go ahead and putt from there your first putt has to be 15 feet in length we cannot use this for short putts and you're only going to draw back after your first putt from there you can go ahead and putt out okay with nine holes of this i'd say uh, you know, an average goal might be 18 putts or two per hole. Uh, if you can get yourself to the point where you drop two in a row and you end up with 16 putts total, that would be pretty incredible. Uh, don't necessarily set a scoring goal. Just go ahead and do it and be mindful of how you finish. All right, we're going to go through a book study. I know we did this a couple years ago. We kind of started a couple of them and it fizzled out. Uh, we're going to go ahead and push through all of this one. It's a very easy read. Um, Timothy Galway has it was originally writing, I or wrote about the inner game of stress. It wasn't necessarily sports related. Uh, he has since gone through and uh, talked about golf and tennis and a couple other subjects. So we're going to use the inner game of golf. Uh, it's going to start on the 23rd. So that gives you a little over a week to go ahead and order and get the book delivered. And our shipping has been a little bit crazy. Uh, hardback and paperback are available online. I just like on Amazon, it's about $15 for a paperback version you can go ahead and get that taken care of that would be good i will be sending an email uh, each monday starting on the 23rd with some reflection questions based on a section of the book so i'm not necessarily going to give you a certain amount to read you can read through it at your own pace Uh, obviously finishing earlier rather than later is good but there will be questions assigned uh, for you to reflect upon and we'll most likely discuss these over our accountability calls if not on our next meeting All right, a quick video evaluation. We're going to look at Hayden here. Uh, I took this or Hayden sent me this video uh, probably about six months ago. I forgot to check the date here, but it's definitely been a little bit, a little while. Uh, We're going to look at the idea of the late set. So the set meeting when the club is parallel to your hands, when we're looking down the line or face on doesn't really matter couple of things come to play here. In this case, you can see the club's a little bit behind him or to the inside. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna get to a bad position from there, but if you look at his right wrist specifically, there's not much hinging going on. So uh, get into a position where your right wrist isn't mobile if you're right-handed or your left wrist if you're left-handed. Uh, it's a, a bit of a concerning issue because if leverage doesn't set early in the swing, it's gonna have to set later. Uh, think of the idea of the first kid on the bus, the last kid to get off, and the last kid to get on the bus is the first kid to get off. So in this case, if your lever sets early, you're probably going to retain it longer prior to impact. If it sets later, there's a good chance that you're going to lose it a little bit earlier in the downswing or well before impact. So in this case, again, it's not necessarily about swing plane, but it's more so about how the right wrist and elbows are moving Okay, so again, you see here he's a little around his body, a little inside. This is actually a much improved position from what we started with. Uh, So there's already been a lot of work done to get to here. When we go to our next slide, you're going to see a drastic improvement. Okay, so the cause of the late set, usually it's tempo-related. A lot of times psychologically... It tells me that you don't really focus during your backswing. You just kind of sling the club to the top of your backswing and think you can figure out during the downswing. Uh, If you're making a two and a half second swing, it's pretty safe to assume that the backswing takes closer to a full second while the downswing is probably right at, if not just a little over a half a second. So given that you have a little bit more time going back, it would behoove everybody that's listening to this to slow the tempo down, allow the position to develop... Uh, to make sure that you can get it as early as you can and as effortlessly as you can. You don't want to feel like you have to force it. We're definitely not cocking the wrist. It's more so about the control of the butt of the grip, which is the end opposite the head. The longer you can keep that lower going back, the more leverage it will form. And a lot of times, you'll find that it's easier to make a full backswing and a very effortless and thoughtless downswing. Okay, if we go to the next slide, again, we can see a very very big improvement here uh, clubs a lot more down the line it's right level with his hands a couple of things here we'll have to discuss but in terms of just setting the club the position of the club the movement of the wrist is much improved uh, most likely going to get into a point where the trajectory is going to be a lot more controlled won't necessarily be higher or lower that's going to depend on a couple other things but he has the early control of the club here he's going to get a lot more out of the turn of his upper body as he makes the backswing And again, coming down, he's going to have a lot easier time retaining leverage in his right wrist and elbow. So some of the effects of a late set, uh, it's very easy to get across the line. It's also easy to get really flat. just depends on kind of how you get there. Uh, Another thing when you come down, because you don't have a lot of leverage early, uh, there's a good chance that some kind of a casting motion will occur. So whether you lose leverage in the right wrist or, or trail wrist and elbow, or and or elbow is to be seen. Uh, but there's definitely something there where because you don't retain the leverage as long coming down, you're going to tend to lose your balance a little bit. You're going to lose your posture. You're going to grab onto the club to try to benefit the club, whatever the case might be. So again, there are some not so great effects of it. Uh, there are some decent effects of it. I mean, a lot of times we see guys on tour and they're not saying there's any one right way to swing the golf club. But if you do late set the club, uh, if you feel like your backswing takes a little bit longer to develop, that's completely fine. But it does put a premium on your bodily control coming down. Uh, a really good example of this is going to be Sergio from years back. That uh, doesn't, doesn't necessarily set the club extremely late, but he has a lot of lag from the down or during the downswing to where he reroutes pretty considerably. Uh, but in doing so, it's almost nearly impossible for him to be grabbing onto the club tightly. So... Uh, again, not saying you have to set the club early, but when we talk about the model of swings that we've developed over the years, the better the is going back, most, most likely the chance is that the less thought you're going to have during your downswing. That's really something where you, know, you can trust your downswing, you can trust your weight transfer, you can trust more efficient and less forceful rotation of your body. And the club tends to fall in a lot better positions so again uh if hayden if if you're on here uh great job and great work to this point we're going to go and unpack that as we move forward but uh, definitely a lot of great work that has been done to get to here so this is going to be the last slide here i'd like you to maybe work your way back through i'm going to be emailing the uh, the pdf of this powerpoint so you have all the information i would like scores submitted Uh, We will have our first reflection questions from the book review that come through well before our next meeting. Uh, And please pay close attention to your calendars to make sure that you get things scheduled on a monthly basis. Um, You know, that's extremely important that we keep that organized. I I don't want you to be doing things in terms of when you feel like there's a problem, we go ahead and stay in kind of that reactionary place. I want to be proactive about the progress. Uh, I know a lot of you have come off your college seasons uh, for whatever version of that you were able to play, uh, we get to use these colder months and earlier, or uh, shorter days rather, to hammer on a lot of things. i like to make sure that we take advantage of that and use the calendar as a good piece of communication. Okay, so again, I'll be getting this audio and PowerPoint to everybody here shortly. Uh, sorry, it was a, a quicker one, but there was a lot more information this time to give to you and make sure that you do it on your own. And I'll look forward to some feedback from the on-course game and the practice challenges as we move forward in the month. Thanks for coming.